think it started with Shark Week. I was born in 1985, and Shark Week premiered in 1988, which means that Shark Week has been a thing for almost my entire life, and I've been watching it for as long as I can remember, because it's good, clean family programming, right? Seal disembowelment is totally perfect for three-year-olds. But here's the thing that really stuck with me as a kid. A lot of Shark Week stuff basically took place in my backyard. I'm Kayla Monker, and I'm scared of everything. Well, maybe not everything, but I am scared of a lot of things, including the microphone I'm currently speaking into, and sharks. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is part of the Red Triangle. And for you non-Shark Week aficionados, the Red Triangle is a triangular section of ocean that begins a little north of the San Francisco area in Bodega Bay and extends out to the Farallon Islands, which I'll get to because they are terrifying, and then south to the Big Sur area. And this triangle is just chock full of everything that great white sharks like to eat. Seals, sea lions, elephant seals, surfers. You know, it's like a shark buffet, so obviously pulls in a lot of sharks. And this tiny section of water accounts for 11% of worldwide great white shark attacks on humans. So basically, I grew up thinking that I lived a stone's throw from these crazy shark-infested waters that I saw on Discovery Channel. And in my young brain, I just thought that there were swimmers out in the bay every day getting their feet bit off. The very first nightmare I can remember involved driving across the Bay Bridge, which is the really long bridge that connects San Francisco with Oakland, and driving off the edge into water that was just churning with sharks that were trying to bite me. So I've been scared of sharks for a very long time. It's probably my longest running fear, and in my hierarchy of fears, it comes in second place only behind car accidents. Last year, I read a book called The Devil's Teeth, which kind of reignited my fear and fascination, my fearsonation, which upon reflection probably should have been the name of this podcast. But it's about the Farallon Islands, which are a group of islands about 30 miles off the coast of San Francisco. And they're technically part of San Francisco. They have a San Francisco zip code, which I think is really awesome. But the only people who live there are researchers, and you actually have to get special permission to live on the island. And there are a ton of birds. It has the largest seabird colony in the United States outside of Hawaii and Alaska. It also has a lot of sea lions and elephant seals and the things that like to eat those guys, great white sharks. And you can actually take a shark cage diving tour out to the Farallons from San Francisco. And my husband and I were in the city last summer and I was actually kind of tempted to do it. Not because I have any interest in going cage diving. I don't think you could pay me enough money to get into freezing cold shark infested waters. But just so I could see the islands. From pictures, the islands look beautiful in a really untamed sort of way. The title of the book, The Devil's Teeth, doesn't refer to the sharks. It refers to the islands themselves, which are just these jagged, wild looking bits of rock out in like middle of nowhere ocean. It's a beautiful place in the same way Antarctica is beautiful. You kind of want to just look at pictures and imagine what it's like, but you don't really want to live there. But they have all kinds of really cool wildlife. They have whales and sea lions and elephant seals. And it just seems like a really neat place to do a day trip if you've got the stomach for the long and rough boat ride out there. You might want to bring some drama mean. 
The book is by this woman, Susan Casey, who gets a little obsessed with great whites, which, like, who can blame her, and decides that she wants to go out to the Fairlands and shadow the researchers out there who are studying the sharks. And the entire book is just so fascinating, but there were things in this book that haunted me. Like, I took pictures of pages and texted them to friends, like, this is the most terrifying thing I've ever read, but no one else lost any sleep over it, which is why I have this podcast and they don't. But first from this book, there's this guy named Ron Elliott. Ron Elliott still routinely dives out in the Fairlands for sea urchins. And this used to be a fairly common thing out there, but then the sea lions moved in, followed by the sharks, at which point most of the commercial divers were like, and I'm out. Um, But not Ron freaking Elliott. He apparently sees the great whites all the time. They're just part of his life diving out there. And he says he just has to keep an eye on them and make sure they don't get behind him. But sometimes he has to fend them off with his sea urchin basket. And he talks about this with kind of a shrug, like, eh, fought off a 20-foot great white today. Just another day at the office. Ron Elliott people, clearly not scared of everything or like anything at all. There was another part of this book that stuck with me. It's kind of hard to wrap your mind around the size of a great white, especially like the really big ones. They get to be over 20 feet in length. And a 20 foot long shark is about eight feet wide and six to seven feet deep. And the book tries to put this in perspective by saying that that is about the size of a Chevy Suburban. So the next time you're in the grocery store parking lot and you walk past a Chevy Suburban, just like pause and take a moment to stop and like ponder a shark that wide and that tall, but also a couple feet longer. We went to Hawaii with my family a few years ago, and I had this thought on the way over that maybe I'd like to get bitten by a shark. Nothing deadly or maiming, obviously, but like just enough to give me a cool scar and leave me with a good story to tell at parties. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, this could be a really good thing for me. I'd probably come out, you know, a lot less scared of sharks because it's one of those things where, you know, you face your fear and you come out just fine on the other side and you kind of stop being afraid because, you know, you've kind of experienced the worst and live to tell the tale. So one afternoon, my sister and I get in the water with our snorkels and our masks and fins and start swimming around, looking at all the fish and it's all gorgeous because it's Hawaii and bam, something rams into my hand and I just scream into my snorkel, which gets my sister laughing so hard, I thought she would drown. Like, I don't know if you've ever gotten the giggles underwater, but it's kind of a bit precarious. So I look at my hand and there is just this perfect circle of teeth marks on the back where I got bit by, not a shark, the state fish of Hawaii, a humuhumu nukunuku apua'a, which I actually did know how to say before this podcast. And that son of a gun hurt so bad, I kind of started rethinking my shark wish. Like, he barely even broke the skin, and it bothered me for days. So I'm just putting it out there to the universe that I do not want to get bitten by a shark. I think my fear of sharks is unreasonable, but not uncommon. I suspect a lot of people harbor at least a little fear of sharks, so here are some numbers to comfort us at night. Using data on Wikipedia, I calculated that there are an average of 50 shark attacks on humans a year, and of those attacks, only 7.8 are fatal. And according to Google, the world population is currently sitting at about 7.6 billion people, which means you literally have about a one in a billion chance of being killed by a shark. Mosquitoes, on the other hand, kill something like 725,000 people a year, 
which means you are 93,000 times more likely to die by a mosquito-borne illness than by a shark. Which, to be honest, doesn't necessarily make me less scared of sharks, it just makes me more afraid of mosquitoes. I did this research at night in bed next to my husband, and as I was telling him about these statistics, he was like, you know, you should probably just close your laptop and go to bed, because now you're just going to stay up late thinking about all the scary things mosquitoes can give you. And he was right, because as he well knows, I'm scared of everything. If you have a dumb, weird, or irrational fear, I would really love to hear about it and possibly share it on my podcast. You can email me at scaredofeverythingpod at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at scaredofeverythingpod, or you can also follow me on Twitter at scaredpod, which I know doesn't match the other ones because Twitter wouldn't let me have the long handle. So thanks Twitter for ruining everything. Music for this episode was by Soft and Furious via freemusicarchive.org.